Gonzaga Nation SI, we are here to quickly recap Gonzaga's win in the first round as a one seed over 16, 16 seed Georgia State. Before we get into talking a little bit about today, Saturday's game against the Memphis Tigers, the ninth seed out of the American Athletic Conference. By now, you've probably watched Gonzaga's game. You may have re-watched Gonzaga's game. You've read a lot of the articles Here's my breakdown of the game. Gonzaga, as the one seed, there's always a lot of pressure. There's always a lot of interest in how you come out and how you play that first five, six, seven minutes. If you give the 16 seed uh, any bit of breathing room, any bit of life. Well, Gonzaga struggled a little bit at the start, and a lot of it, I think, had to do with the fact that they do have a number of young players. The first time in their NCAA tournament, Chet Holmgren, Julian Strother, the first time really in that role last year, obviously he, he had a limited role where he didn't play many minutes. Roger Bolton, same thing. This is his first year in the NCAA tournament, even though he is a senior after two stops at Penn state and Iowa state. So a little bit of get the jitters out for those guys, but I think it more of it had to do with just how good Georgia state is. They are out of the Sunbelt conference. Typically uh, the Sunbelt isn't the home of a 16 seed. Uh, a lot of that was based off of and due to the fact that Georgia State did not have a great record coming in. Although they won their last eight games of the regular season, they were 12 and two over the last 14. So much of it was because they got a uh, got a player healthy and they hit their stride at the end of the year. But Gonzaga in the second half looked like the dominant Gonzaga Bulldog team. Everybody's got used to watching throughout the course of the year. Drew Timmy after Struggling finishing around the rim in the first half, struggling at the free throw line, had an absolute dominant performance in that second half. Finished with 32 points, 13 rebounds. Chet Holmgren, what more can you say? First player in NCAA tournament history to record a game of 15 points, 15 rebounds, five assists, five blocks. His numbers were actually better than that. 19 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, and seven block shots. Absolutely tremendous effort from him in his first go in the NCAA tournament even though things will get much different against Memphis. You saw lots of production across the board. Anton Watson had a nice game with 10 points against Georgia State. But enough about the round one win. You've probably watched it, read the articles, listened to the analyst and prognosticators throughout the last 36 hours. But Memphis Tigers are going to present a much difficult and much different challenge than Georgia State did in the first round. Memphis State out of the AAC has put together a nice second half of the season. Their expectations to start the year were extremely high. Top 10 ranking by many publications to start. And a lot of that was due to the fact that uh, two of the last three years, they have had the number one recruiting class in the country. This year's recruiting class headlined by Jalen Durant, who is a terrific 6'11 interior player, probable top 10 pick in the NBA that draft this year if he decides to leave. Uh, I see him as a little bit of a mix between a Dwight Howard and a Chris Weber. So very talented there. Uh, he'll give Chet Holmgren a handful today. Uh, but also because Amani Bates uh, at times was the number one recruited player or ranked player in the same class, he graduated high school early, arrived on Memphis with a lot of fanfare, struggled to get his footing early, and then he battled uh, some injuries with his back. He actually made an appearance in the first round game against Boise State, uh, which surprised a lot of people uh, because he hasn't played the last 12 games or so. But when you look at this Memphis State team, they are 
physical. They are built on the defensive end to climb up into you on the perimeter. Alex Lomax, their point guard, who's played for head coach Penny Hardaway incredibly since the sixth grade, played for him in grassroots AAU basketball, played for him at high school in Tennessee before Penny Hardaway took the job at Memphis. He was able to back out of his commitment to Wichita State and play for Penny at Memphis. A pretty unique, pretty, pretty uh, inspiring story to, to hear how those guys have been connected for so long, but he's the heart and soul of that team on the backcourt defensively. He's going to climb up into Andrew Nemhart, make life difficult. He doesn't back down. He doesn't give an inch at all. He really made life difficult for Boise state in the first round where Boise state was initiating their offense seven or eight feet further out from the basket where they would have liked to. Uh, and then when you continue with Memphis's perimeter, they've got some good length, some good size, Lester Quinones uh, is, an, is a wing with good size, about 6'7". He, he's, he can score it at times. Uh, you've got to be aware of him getting out, transition, and finishing. Landers Nolly, the second, uh, another wing with good size, is going to give you great effort on the defensive end. A little bit better of a three-point shooter than Quinones, so you've got to be aware of him. Uh, at the four spot, DeAndre Williams, 14 points in the opening round win against Boise State. He played tremendous. He was seven of nine, excuse me, seven of eight from the field, kind of did all of the little things for, for Memphis. He's not going to be the first guy in your scouting report, but he, he finds cracks in the defense. He finds opportunities and angles to crash the offensive glass and putbacks and get putbacks. Gonzaga is going to have to be well aware of him on the glass as well as matching up with him in transition. Because as I said, he is very opportunistic. And then Jalen Duran has talked about, uh, he is a monster on the interior. He doesn't have the polish and the footwork of a Drew Timmy or the skill set of a Chet Holmgren, but he is very good. He's improved throughout the course of the season. Um, he attacks the offensive glass. He will be really difficult for Gonzaga and screen and dive opportunities because he's such a big target. He's got good hands. He can finish whether he catches it in traffic and extends to a finish or they can throw the ball up over the top to him and he can finish over the top with the best of them across the country. As I mentioned earlier, probable top 10 pick in the NBA draft. So Gonzaga will have to do a nice job with him coming off the bench for Memphis. Um, maybe not the firepower um, that scares you uh, as far as amount of guys, but the, the guy who caught my eye in the first round. And when you look over the, 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 the box scores from previous games this season, Tyler Harris uh, is, is a guy that kind of concerns me a little bit for Gonzaga. I mean, he's only 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he's a jitterbug of a guard, not really a point guard, more of a, a shooter. Comes off looking for opportunities unbelievably quick. He'll pick you up full court. He's got active hands. He's really quick. Um, the type of guard that could possibly give Gonzaga's um, backcourt in as far as initiating offense some issues. And then he is very aggressive, pushing the ball in transition, trying to speed up the pace uh, and looking for his shot. I think the keys for the game for Gonzaga today, take care of the basketball. Uh, Memphis is very aggressive uh, going for steals. Uh, but if you take care of the ball, get that ball moving side to side in their flow continuity offense. Uh, they're going to be able to pick apart Gonzaga because, or excuse me, they're going to be able to pick apart Memphis in my estimation because Memphis will gamble. They'll get out of their rotational positions defensively. Uh, Gonzaga quickly moves it as they do all year. I think it's going to find some quick opportunities. I think the second important thing for Gonzaga is 
establish the interior early with Drew Timmy and or Chet Holmgren. Uh, Jalen Duran, tremendous as I've talked about. Uh, but when you come off the bench, they don't have as much size, as much depth that's going to really challenge. Yes, they've got uh, Dandridge who comes off the bench at about 6'9", 6'10". Um, but offensively, he's limited. He can't do what Jalen Duran does on the interior. So if Gonzaga can pin fouls early, whether it's on DeAndre Williams at the four, Jalen Duran at the five, I think that really bodes well. So they've got to take care of the basketball. They've got to establish the interior. And then I think the other thing would be to get some of the younger guys some more minutes. And that means uh, Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman, um, I think those guys need to continue to get comfortable playing in the NCAA tournament. I thought both of them played very nicely in that first round win against Georgia State. Played about 10, 12 minutes apiece, if my memory serves me correctly. But as this tournament goes on, I think you're going to need to see a, a step out or step up performance from one of those two guys at some point. So if you can get them some more minutes uh, in this round, get them comfortable. So when their opportunity, arises and they're needed later in the tournament uh, they're not afraid of the big lights so there you have it for Gonzaga Nation SI my preview of today's game for the Gonzaga Bulldogs against the nine seed Memphis Tigers should be a good one check it out on TV listen to Adam and Tom on your local radio broadcast or if so inclined I've got the call on Westwood One Radio as an analyst alongside Ryan Radke so no better time of the year Games are going already on a Saturday morning. Gonzaga looking to advance to another Sweet 16.